So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Super excited. I've got Pamela here from my team checking in and the Thomas Erickson, uh, author of multiple incredible books, starting with the one that really kicked it off, uh, kicked it off for all of us, Surrounded by Idiots. So Thomas, before we jump in, I was thinking about our business and all my friends that are listening that want to unpack you and your methodologies. We are a coaching company. We help people uh, build sustainable, great businesses that are designed to serve as many people as they want to serve, right? To have this beautiful experience buying and selling real estate, which we both know can be complicated. The problem is people are involved in all of it. And that seems to be the challenge you're trying to solve. So whether it is, you know, finding a client, nurturing a relationship, maintaining a relationship, uh, managing partnership relationships. Oh, by the way, children and spouses and friends and coworkers, it all requires these damn people. Are you going to help us solve that today? I'll do my very best at least. But to be honest, I mean... There aren't so many idiots out there, really. That is, of course, irony. You got that. But there are some idiots. They move around a lot, you know. So, so, but, but if you know what to look for, you can actually spot them. But people are fascinating. And, and uh, I mean, <laughs> will we ever understand everything? I guess not. But we can understand a lot more by observing people and analyzing and actually use, well, I almost said logic or at least common sense, let's say. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, let's see where we can take this. Well, let's let's start with just so people have context, because, you know, so so Pamela, why don't you tell us what you know about Thomas? And then I want Thomas to to fill in the holes for the person that maybe is listening who's, who's never read your books or oh, yes. doesn't understand why Pamela's over here fangirling out of her mind. So so <laughs> who, who is who is Thomas? Who is this book to you or books to you? And then I want Thomas to fill in the holes. OK. I can do that. Well, Thomas Erickson, to me, is a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. I worked in computer software systems for 14 years, so I understood the language of computers, yes. not necessarily people. Yes. Um, I made a transition in my career that had me facing people every day, yeah. and it was a challenge because they just did not make sense to me, how they operated and how they handled things. It was just, what's, come on, it's common sense. Like, what's wrong right. with you? Right. And I positioned myself in a place where I was like, do I work with people or do I go back to computers? Like, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Growing up, you know, anyone that didn't have what we call common sense, my father would refer to as an idiot. So yeah. that was my training. Like, yeah. people who lack common sense were idiots. Yeah. Um, but I love what I do. Yeah, I coach and I train and I work with people and I love what I do. And I needed to be able to stay in a position where I could serve to my highest capacity. And I stumbled upon Thomas's book, Surrounded by Idiots. And I went, oh, my God, there's someone else who understands me. (laughs) And I turned the pages and I started reading and understanding the personality types by colors. Mm -hmm. And it helped me to effectively communicate. Everyone is not like me. Um, I had to adjust and adapt, but I was able to do so in a successful manner because of this wonderful book Thomas created and he made it so easy to read. And it just literally turned my life around because I brought the book to you. Right. 
And now right. I'm here mm-hmm. in front of these awesome men. Yes. Well, I don't, well at least one of us. That guy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, Thomas, give, give people context. I wanted people to hear from Pamela, but give, give people context like how long you've been doing this, what's your backstory, you know, you've written all these books, right? Like, so give us just some context. Okay, so I got my first managing position at the age of 24. I was a good salesman, really good. And I said, take me, which they for some weird reason did. Big mistake, huge mistake. I was a lousy manager, lousy. Well, I was I was an okay manager, but a lousy leader. Mm-hmm. I'm going cliche is all over you already, but um, well, you know. Everything people came to me with, I said, well, uh, fix it. And then I said, well, how about this? Well, fix that. Well, how about this? Then? Well, fix it. Uh, fix it. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I was out, you know, selling and, and making uh, those kind of stuff. So, so after, I would say after, I couldn't make people listen to me. And I surely didn't listen to them because, uh, you know, I didn't think of these things. For me, it was a non-issue people and you know i haven't reflected upon it at all so so for me it wasn't it, it wasn't on on the table whatsoever after eight or nine months i realized this isn't going well <laughs> people are kind of looking sideways at me like this and you know walking you walk, walking around me and you know bowing their heads towards each other when i was in in the you know, so i was thinking something something terrible is going on what, 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 what's up and then i realized i i, I messed everything up Completely, completely messed up. So I went to my manager's manager, two levels above, and I said to him, I, I think you better take me out of this equation. But honestly, I don't know what I'm doing. And he said, you better stay put, Sonny, because your your boss is even worse than you. She, she's not even here. So, so I had to stay for a year and a half, something like that. And then I finally managed to, to get myself out of there. I didn't learn anything because I, I, I didn't know. Nobody told me, to be honest. I I just I couldn't figure it out. For me, it was just a great mystery. And you know, when we have these meetings, you have to sit down around the coffee table. Yeah. Uh, the, the last day you're there, they give you the hand. They hand over a present, and they say, "Well, good luck in your next step in your career." And hooray! You know, I, I didn't get anything. They didn't give me. I, I gave them a plant, to be honest. And uh, it was a horrible moment. <laughs> you know, kind of. The, strange silence and people were really awkward you know like this is, is this going to end or what is it and and after a while one lady got a bad conscience she said well it turned a little bit better at the end and it was it was just horrible horrible this was not my okay so afterward the the hr department this was a huge bank uh, in here in 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 sweden and then i I was called up to the HR department and said, would you like us to make an analysis of you, some sort of a personality assessment? How about that? And I said, well, sure, let us do that. And they gave me a piece of paper and I filled in the questionnaire and they gave me the result. And I said, oh, no, oh, my dear. Oh, goodness. No, no, no. Is this how people are viewing me? And they said, yes. What do you have to say about that? And I said, this is, this is, this is pretty awful, to be honest. This was not my aha moment. It was more like my oh no moment yeah mm. like awareness oh, least, right. right yeah self-awareness it hit me like a you know something heavy in in my head and i thought oh dear i really have to pay attention to other people but mostly i have to pay attention to myself and remember i had never reflected upon this anywhere anytime before in my life nobody told me you need, you need communication that's tricky you need to 
be kind of aware of what you're doing and what you're not doing. And I, I, I had, I'd even been in, a, I think, two, or at least one, let's say, management training programs during this period. Nobody told me. They told me how to, to use my schedule, how to write business plan and so on and so, so forth. But nothing about leading people and communication. It's kind of important. So, and then I started working with this tool, which is what I described in the book. And I had been lecturing and, 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 and uh, giving workshops for, I would say, I would say, well, 20 something years. And then I actually started to, started to write, this is a funny story. I started to write thrillers. Yes, I did. And I used a management consultant, a behaviorist, what do you know? We use the colors to help the police, like some, like some sort of profiler, like, you know, the mentalist or something like that. And people said, nice stories, nice stories. Uh, the tool the guy's using in the books, where can we read more about that? And I didn't know about any books on that topic. So finally, I said, after 500 of those questions, I said to myself, maybe I should put that book together myself because I kind of know the topic. And that became Surrounded by Idiots. Mm. So that's the story, actually. It, and it personally, rolls... I, I can even, I can, sorry, Tom, I can yeah. fill in some more. I can add the following. Yeah, because you jumped to from like publisher. management to thrillers. <laughs> to thrillers. I was like, <laughs> well, I did it. I had to do it. Okay, I got to back up to... first. Most people don't have self awareness. <laughs> Most people true. don't even recognize the fact they're walking down the hall and that people are like avoiding them. Mm -hmm. So, you were young enough to have that self-awareness. How does one find that self? The person that's listening right now, Thomas is probably saying, oh shit, he's talking about, you know, Phil in the office or Phyllis. Absolutely. And man, like she just, she's just, she has to find clients that are just like her, psycho, right? <laughs> how, how, does, how does one find that self-awareness to understand that the way that you're communicating isn't necessarily right for all the people around you and if you truly want to be, whether it's self-actualized or just better at leadership, better at sales and marketing, mm -hmm. you've got to bend to their reality. They do that. Well, how do you get it? Well, it starts with it starts with something else. I think it starts with the insight. You have to do something different because what you're doing right now isn't working. You have to sort of. And usually, we don't. I mean, we do what we do because because uh, we think it's the right thing to do. Otherwise, we would have done something else, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, very few people walk around in, in an office, let's say, and, and trying actively to mess things up. Usually they don't. They think they're doing pretty okay, you know, pretty okay standard by, by well, until something happens. Usually something happens. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I've, I've coached thousands of, of, of managers and they all say, well, you know, it was this situation. It was that situation. I have, oh, I have on my own list uh, a 43-year-old CEO of a media company here in Sweden, kind of big media group. And she said, you know, it's funny. You have to turn 43 until you realize everybody doesn't think the way you do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, oh, oh, my, where, where, where do we start? You know, it's a lot of things to, to, to take in here. Yeah. But... Uh, for, so for me, me, it was this. Uh, yeah, let me let me go a different direction just for a second. So for the person that's listening that is like, what the hell are they talking about? Colors, you know, like, I, you know, I've got people think. these these sitting on my desk as a constant reminder. And really, for me, it's probably more just those two. 
and then very little of this, right? So, so could you could you break it down for us the the colors, the concept, so people really understand and maybe have a little self awareness of who they are. And then, as you're listening to this, my friend, maybe think about the people that you're closest to, or the people that you love the most, or the people you work with the most, and listen for the color. Does that make sense? Totally. Uh, well, um, it's a four. It's a two by two matrix where you divide introversion and extroversion, and then you have a task orientation and let's say people orientation or, or relation orientation. Let's call it. Um, and uh, if you combine the different uh, the different axes here, you find you, you get let's say four different bases. Let's say let's say basic ingredients. Let's say, and the red factor is uh, the dominant one. Fast forward, very competitive, very, very, uh, let's say, very quick in, in judging other people. Usually the one most surrounded by idiots, I would say. Some people are surrounded by more idiots than others. These are probably the ones. I'm not talking about you now, Tom, of course not, but you, you knew that. And, and, uh, and then, you know, and, and they are re really, really, you know, very impatient. The inaction gives them the creeps. They have to be on their feet all the time, you know, doing things, being really active. And, you know, we were in a hurry. We're in a, we're not in a hurry, but we could speed things up because life is short, you know, those people, you know, bam, bam, all the time. And then the other extroverted profile is uh, the yellows, are the yellows, and they are extroverted, but people-oriented, relational, so they are smiling all the time, you know, when the sun is shining and life is beautiful, you know, when you should sing and dance because, wow, and even though you might say, well, you know, it's actually raining, here it's snowing and they say yeah 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 but you know the sun is always shining somewhere right you know and they are very creative some of them haven't touched ground since i don't know the late 90s something but they they they, they can they can solve problems you never heard of they can answer yeah. questions you never you never ask and they are kind of extremely extremely let's say wired for for dealing with people Everybody loves them because they're positive, they're open, they see opportunities, possibilities where everybody else is seeing problems and, and struggles and challenges. They say, yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I can see an opening for you here, you know, and they can find a way through and they are kind of, well, always smiling, right, Pamela? Always smiling and happy, happy, happy guys. And then if you go to the introvert side, you find the green ones, uh, relation-oriented as the, the yellow ones, but in a more calm, let's say, mode, a kind of more relaxed, a little bit more laid back, very friendly, caring, very sharing. They, they are helpful. They help people out. They, they would never go for a cup of coffee without asking you. Coffee, Tom, Pamela, coffee, oh, tea, oh, no problem. Uh, lemon tea, was it? Because they will remember what you said 14 months back in time and i know you want milk in it uh, yes i understand but you know there is no milk i will go and get you some milk no problem i use my lunch break no problem because they are extremely helpful very conflict averse so they would say yes to everything which is of course a problem down the road it's going to be conflict anyway but they don't like okay, I get it stop really and, fast and the last hold on really quick so just think about every person you've met so far for the person listening right now or watching can you identify a red? Can you identify a yellow? Can you identify a green? And how, how distinct those first three are? I just, just, I just want to interrupt the pattern for a second. So Thomas, the blue one, describe it and then you're up. I'm blue. <laughs> blue one is, well, the blue one is task-oriented and introvert. And then you get yourself an engineer 
or, or, or a tax sheriff or, or I don't know, a brain surgeon or something. These people, they, they, they love facts, details, proof. How, how do you know this? Have you read the book? Okay, that's a translation. Do you have it in the original language? Would you have a better check? And even though you might, well, you don't read Portuguese, do you? Well, you, you, I would love to have it anyway, because who knows? Could be some problems over there, you know. They, they, they need to deal with the details, the tiny, tiniest things at the bottom of the Excel sheet, you know. Aha, there's a digit I don't recognize. What could that be, you know? And they're digging down to the ground to find more and more. But everything is interesting. They're very curious. They need to, they, they love to, to let's say, to, to learn new things. But in a very calm and, and very, let's say, focused and concentrated way, usually they don't say much because talking is highly overrated, wouldn't you say? I would say so because a lot of people open their mouths and out comes, you know, blah, whatever. Unprocessed material, according to the blue ones, because you haven't thought this over, have you? No, I can hear it because there was a tiny... There was a dash of unpreciseness. And, and you, you shouldn't do that. You should be quiet until you actually know what you are going to say, which is, of course, a really stupid thing to say to, let's say, a yellow person. But there they are. That's the basics. Yeah. There they are. <laughs> Question for <Yeah>. you. Because <laughs> your explanation is point on. Like, I recently did a training and pretty much how I explained the different personalities, right? But helping the listeners kind of understand and, and correct me if I'm wrong but when I look at these colors I'm looking at a red they're li like you said they're to the point they're straightforward very short attention span they want to get to the detail right um, and then you do have your expresses which are not necessarily my compatible color <laughs> I've learned to embrace the color for all my coaches out there but with the yellows they are they are very expressive and they're very high energy and they love people they want they want to hug everybody right and your greens are kind of reserved if you will and they go with the flow and they're not in a place where they enjoy conflict so they tend to be the ones that get along with everyone while they can um, to keep peace among the community. And then you do have your blues that are, I would say, very critical because they're data driven and they are about checking the box and they want to make sure that everything is line up on line, precept on precept, if you will. So in what you said earlier about self-awareness, is that a way that our listeners can kind of self-identify when they're trying to understand themselves? Maybe they don't have an assessment that's available to check the box and see, okay, well, I'm red, blue, green, or yellow, but really trying to drill down and say, okay, who am I? Because what I teach with individuals is that you have to know yourself first. And once you have a full understanding of who you are, you can better understand those you need to communicate with. So what would be a quick way like for them to self-identify with these colors? Okay, that's a really good question. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to do this without making some... some uh, some murky commercial of it because of course i know there are three methods read the book you can find it on the library in the library you can use my app surrounded by edits you can also go on my web page because i have it on there surrounded by edits.com so now i said it but of course you don't have to do any of this you, what you can do is be more observant probably if let's say do you want to use the color system let's say that that's that's what we're talking about well if you know what's in the book, you know the basics. And usually people will, it, it's easier to recognize somebody else, I would say. 
usually it's easy to see, okay, you're the blue one and, and, and Pamela and, and Tom is the red and yellow one or maybe the yellow and red one. And I'm not sure. I haven't made up my mind about that, to be honest. Uh, it is easier to, to observe other people because viewing yourself in the mirror, that is kind of complicated and also can be a bit hurt, hurting because then I have to also view the not so fun or, or charming, uh, let's say, uh, features of, of my own personality behavior. For me, it was easier to start with observing others, but it was sort of a dead end also, because if I'm, I'm where are you as we speak? Where are you located? Geographically? Dallas. Dallas, Texas. Okay. All right. I see. So if I'm going to Dallas, I'm, I'm, let's say I called my travel agency up. Not that we do that anymore, but let's say for the sake of argument, we, I do that. And I say, get me a ticket to Dallas. They would say, no problem. And then they will ask me, from where would you like to go? Let's say I say New York. That's one, one kind of ticket. But let's say I say Hawaii or Sydney in Australia or, or Oslo in Norway or Stockholm here in Sweden, where I am. It's going to be a different journey, you know, all the way. And so you need two dots on the map to, to communicate physically. And the same thing goes for this kind of, of, of uh, interaction, let's say. And the thing is, you need both. And according to my experience, it would be better to observe yourself. But then you need the basic data or data whatever you like to use. You need to understand the basic. You need to understand the basic ingredients. And then maybe you should actually pick it up from a book, correct, my book correct. or another book, or I mean, there's plenty of other systems out there. So it's better to use one system, a, a system instead of just going by gut feeling, because sometimes you're actually wrong. And that's bad because you will interpret that you, you, you were, I mean, when I look at both of you if, you, if you frown like this, if you both do it, it's going to mean two completely different things, you know, because when, when Tom does it, it's kind of getting a bit impatient and uh, Jesus, this guy is really a, a talk, you know, when, when can I step into this, this conversation? And Pamela, for you, it's, it's focus, concentration. You're really there when you frown and you do this with your eyebrows. So sometimes you guess, the, guess you, you, you're guessing and you guess wrong. You're wrong. So maybe you need the basis. So maybe you should actually go to the book or or try the app. That's also okay. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not the only one on the planet doing these things. So so feel free to, to use whatever. But but it's it's you need some starting point, and understanding the basics is probably the best way to do it. So I'm going to throw a, a counterpoint at, at the two of you. So so much of of life and business is like attracting your tribe. And people like us do, you know, stuff like this and act this way. Um, and, and one could argue maybe that's listening right now, like, oh, man, this just sounds complicated. Like, I'm red. I'm just going to find more people that are bright, fast. Let's go and move on. But we all know that's not the way the world works. But like, there's that argument that just says, or worse, it feels like today, Thomas, like there's, there's a cultural thing going on that just like, I'm just going to be me and I don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. Like almost, a, almost a, like I remember like when I first studied uh, neurolinguistic programming and or like just the basics of building rapport, like I started to almost view people that wouldn't take the time as selfish. Hmm. They were so in their own head, in their own model of the world, they couldn't accept anything other than. So, so should we just be selfish and say, screw it? Do we need to, do we really need to do this? And if so, how do we do it? 
Well, I think that's based on the dynamic of business, right? Um, it depends on the business that you're managing, but when we're talking about real estate agents mm -hmm. and we're dealing with forward-facing right. business. Lots of different consumers. Right? Yeah. Then the impact could be to your bottom line. Right. Because they're not listening necessarily for your personality, but they're listening to the solution for a problem. Yeah. So you're not always going to attract your personality type. Mm -hmm. You're not always going to attract like-minded people. I agree. But understanding what you're in business first, business for, mm -hmm. then you're talking about family. Yeah. Those that you have relationship with, mm -hmm. that you think you want to be in relationship with. They're not necessarily always going to be like you. And then what I found when you find someone who's just like you, mm -hmm. you see the opposite of who you are and go, I don't like that person. Yeah. I'm not really sure I like them. Not even realizing this is a mere reflection of who you are. Deep thoughts from Pamela. That is, if I, that is a really, really, really good point because opposites attract. And usually we, we, are, we are fascinated and sometimes attracted by the things that we wish we had. Oh, he's so good with, he's so analytical or he's so, so fast forward and make things happen all the time or whatever it is. The silent, strong type. I mean, the, the fiery, fired up types. They, they are usually, usually, but they are often attracted to the silent and the strong ones, you know, and the, uh, until they realize they're silent and they're strong. And that's, that's that. So, and they that's, have to live together, you know. And, that's me marrying my wife, Thomas, right there. <laughs> oh, well, good on you. And then you have to live together and plan your vacation, you know, and buy a house right. and <laughs> raise kids with somebody who doesn't understand or think like you do. And I, I call that surrounded by an idiot that's a joke, obviously, but you know, it, it's a fascinating fact. But as you said, Pamela, business is business and family is family. But then again, it's all about people because people will always be people. Yeah. And communication is always going to happen on the receiver's terms. People hear what they hear. They see what they see. And when they have filtered your message, whatever it is, through their own layers of experiences, uh, uh, knowledges, attitudes, um, you know, everything education years whatever add added on there uh, uh digital platforms like zoom something everything that filters away some part of your message it's going to be what it is right. it's going to be what it's going to be and you, you can't do much about it unless you really really try to adjust what you're saying to to them I mean, a yellow person, a completely yellow person in this conversation would have to break in and interrupt all of us because I have a funny story, you know. And sometimes you have to allow <laughs> yes. that. You have to let them speak. Otherwise, they're going to be, they're going to feel, you know, a little bit, uh, uh, well, I'm not going to like it because they need more oxygen than the rest of yeah, us. The rest yes. of I was at a meeting yes. two weeks ago eight people in a management team the sales director he was the most yellow guy you can imagine He's, he was like a caricature of, of a yellow person and and I, I he knew that he got the he got the report in his hand so he knew he was kind of talking and he was all over the place interrupting everything and i clocked him he talked to eight people in the room red ceo who usually did a lot of this actually because oh no peter is is on it again 68% of the time, one guy out of eight was talking. Right. And he had nothing to do with, I would say, 90% of the agenda. But he had to put something in there. Sometimes you have to allow it. Otherwise, yeah. he's going to feel, feel uh, I don't know. 
bad about you and is going to spread rumors about you or at least uh, you know not like you as much as he could if you let him you know express himself and 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 use the colorful language at least for a couple of minutes right you hit a very good point because what you're speaking about are the needs yeah of the personality yes. type and i've learned what expresses they mm -hmm. need that validation they need approval mm -hmm. um it's not necessarily the person and sometimes right. we get lost in that like oh they just want all the attention in the room it's a need as you mentioned thomas to help them breathe right right and then blues I talk about them all the time because yeah. I am one. But, you know, that need for safety and security, the need for space so that they can absorb. So That's my question. Interesting. I don't get that at all from the blues. That's totally interesting. Really? Yeah. Right. Well, well, you know, introverts, because we need space yeah. to think. My son is uh, a like a royal deep blue. Mm -hmm. Like he is so f like Thomas, I, I could literally walk in and say, God, man, it's been like forever since. Dad, I was just with you 38 and a half hours ago and we spent all of 14 seconds together. Like we're super connected. I'm like, oh, okay. That's all we need. Right? Like he he is so finite and so precise and so matter of fact. Mm. Um, is that a safety thing? And I just didn't pick up on it? Well, it's security. Not safety in a way where we feel threatened, okay. but in a space where we feel secure. Yeah. But but secure safety in is that more, they know. Say it Say again, again, Thomas. Safety is more green, but security more of feeling, I would say, secure that this is correct. This is the right way to do it. This is how it's supposed to be done. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the, the method, you know, doing. <laughs> Her blue brain is going right now. <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs> Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work and the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. And, and then we also have some cultural differences as well, which you probably know, of course. Yeah. I mean, over where you are, where you guys are, over in the States, you have a culture with a specific colored blanket on top of everything. Here in, in Northern Europe, specifically in Northern Europe, I'm in Sweden, so here we have this green blanket that kind of makes everybody pretending they're friends. Yeah. We mm -hmm. are kind of conflict avert. Yes. We 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 tend to say, okay, I get it, good point. And we kind of you know do this in our pockets and say, I'm never going to talk to him again, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, or let's say the the what would you say the American culture is? Well, I think it's different if you're in New York versus Dallas versus Florida versus San Francisco. I mean, I think, but overall, I would say it's probably a little more a little more red yellow would be my hallucination. I would agree. I would agree. That's that's a good analysis. From you, from a European perspective, you are more extroverted. You're more okay right. saying, "Hey, I'm good at this. Right. I, I can really manage this situation. You're good at this, and we we envy you." Yeah. You, you, but you, you can know that. hear that because we envy this 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 let's say uh, idea of being okay with not bragging or, or or boasting, but saying, "You know, I got this." I've done it before. I can't do it, you know. I think I can manage the situation. Trust me. 
for us, it's kind of, ooh, that's, uh, that's uh, I'm not sure. I haven't done it before. So who knows? Yeah. Confidence. That's what we would call that. Yes. Yeah. And I understand, I understand the U.S. is, is, is a big country. I, I understand. Yeah. I'm totally aware of that. But the opposite of, the, which means that, as, as you say, Pamela, if, if I may, you say, okay, you're a complete blue. You're totally blue. But you smile a lot. And you say nice things, you know, and you talk a little bit. Fast. Now you're smiling again because a blue, the opposite of, if if I may, please don't misunderstand when I say this, if I may say the American way, let's call it. I okay. understand there's mm -hmm. a great variety. I'm completely of aware of this. But the opposite would be Finland. Have you ever been to Finland? I have not. In Finland, even yellow people look like you, look at you like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to get to know them. And, but when they open up, they're going to be super funny in a Finnish kind of grumpy <laughs> way like yeah. this. If you ever go to Finland, check this out and see how they... Because they are super introverted, but it's a cultural thing. Right. So you might think in Finland, everybody's, let's say, blue and red, maybe, because they don't like to touch people. They have this physical zone around their bodies, actually. Don't don't hug them because they're gonna. Say, I, I don't know you. We have only worked together for I don't know nine years. Who who are you anyway? Because that's the Finnish way. So it is somewhere in between. Uh, but, but so so it's a funny thing. And of yeah. course, as you said, Tom, Dallas is one thing. New York is another thing. Right. L.A. or San Francisco or I don't know somewhere in Minnesota, of course. And that's also something good to know because when you move from Dallas to I don't know where you're going, but you have to. We also have to understand there, over there, on the other, on the other coast. Let's right. say something else is going on. People are wired in another way, on a group level, but on an individual yeah. level, it's the same thing. A yellow is a yellow, and a red is a red, and a green is a green, and so on. I have uh, a question. But on the group yeah. level, on a culture foundation, it's different. I got to say really fast though, like it reminds me I was, I was doing a, a European tour and I spoke in Israel and then I was in Germany and then I was in Italy and talk about like three, you know, completely different, different cultures, right? You'd say, well, they're all European. I don't know how the Israel group got thrown into the European region for Remax, but whatever it was, but like Thomas, like the Germans, I, I walk in and it's 8:45 in the morning and there's 700 people in the room and everybody is sitting Go, teach me, tell me what I have to do. And uh, Baron von Volker Weissenberger, my buddy says to me, oh, Tom, no jokes, no stories, just tell us what to do. And I was like, dude, I got like eight hours with the content. I'm like, I'm only gonna be able to do like 45 minutes, like joking with him. <laughs> he didn't laugh at all. And then, you know, we just, we rocked out. Com contrast that to being in Italy, they were like, oh, just give us like one idea and then just tell us stories, right? Like, yeah. just, let's just talk, right? Tell us about your, tell us about your wife. She's Italian. Like that's <laughs> a, a thousand people in the room. That's all they wanted to talk about, right? So there are those cultural differences and I think that's key. But again, we're talking about the individual person going from here to like, how do I help Pamela move forward in her career, make a good decision about buying and selling real estate? We're going to get into that. And I want to talk setbacks too, but question. That was a question I had for you when we talk about it, because we were talking about differences in countries. Mm -hmm. We can look at the differences in personalities by states, mm -hmm. but how does that impact individuals when we're looking at geofarms? Mm -hmm. And they're moving in the same state, but different counties right. or different areas. Have you seen any experiences where that is an impact with personalities as well? I think it all comes down to we have uh, Thomas help me out here. I think we I think we have cultural biases or hallucinations or beliefs mm -hmm. about 
this part of town versus that part of town, this state versus that state. Yeah. I certainly had when I moved to Dallas. I was like, I literally, I remember like saying to one of my friends, oh, I'm moving to Dallas. And he was like, bing, 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 bing. And I was like, uh, dude, everyone around me wears Gucci and Prada. Like it's, <laughs> it's like Beverly Hills, right? Just right. no taxes, right? So, so, so I think I you have know to the stereotypes. I mean, I, I, yeah. as I said, Americans are like this, which is a stereotype, which is of course very, sure. a lot of times not true uh, again. But the, the bias is, is, is telling us something. You could expect this probably. But then again, as you started to see, what should we do? Well, you have to pay attention. You have right. to be aware. You have to be in the room. You, don't, you can't just drag your body into the meeting and, you know, just sit there watching your smartphone and, you know, uh, um, you, you, have to, you have to be, Fully let's present. say, you have to be a bit alert. You have, to yeah. be, you have to be present. You have to pay attention. You have to observe people and, 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 and use your, not imagination, you have to use your, your, your right side of your brain, you have to use that, and, or is it the left one? The left one, the analytical part. Pamela, is it the left one? I think it's the left one. Somebody Google The right that. one is the artistic one, isn't it? Yes. I think so, yeah, no, that's the case. But but you, you have right, to, right. and you can't, you can't, again, people usually use their gut feeling. Sometimes it's right, but it can be costly. If you talk about real estate agents or if you talk about salespeople, it doesn't matter what kind of industry. I mean, I've done so many mistakes. I could, I could, you know, give you a hundred stories about mistakes where I missed the deal because I thought I had it in my hands or, or, or I had to, you know, bury them in papers. I mean, quick, can I give you a quick story about a blue CEO yes. of a med pharma com company? I'm not going to use too many words, promise. I, 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 Stop I'm going all yellow on us, <laughs> no, no, I'm going to talk about the blue one here because that's usually <laughs> the trick for yellow people. You know, most salespeople have a dash of yellow in them. Statistically, the green color is the most, most common one in, let's say, the industrialized world, let's call it. Uh, the least common color is red, 9.5%. So that's pretty unique. Usually people have two colors. That's a combination. Uh, 5% of the population has only one color. So if you meet somebody who's only red, that's kind of a unique moment, which they love to tell you. My wife is one of those 0.5% of the population. Yes, I'm very unique. So now you better listen. Pay attention, she says. Not smiling. It's not a joke, actually. But in, in sales, 70% of, of the people have mostly yellow in their profile. That goes for... Well, the known world where we do this, and sure. 50 languages, 50 million assessments has been made on using this tool. So we have a lot of, a lot of statistics. So I met this yellow uh, CEO of this, uh, this uh, pharma, pharma big pharma corporation. And I knew from, uh, I would say, the second minute he's yellow. Uh, sorry, he's blue. He's blue. Very blue. And uh, he stood up and said, this meeting is uh, 56 minutes. You sit there in that chair because visitors are usually located. I said, why is the meeting 56 minutes? Well, he had to, he had, to ha he had another meeting uh, the next uh, uh, hour and, and it's going to take him two minutes to, to, to go there in the other part of the building. And, and on his journey towards the other meeting room, he had to make this technical pause. Yes, he had to go to the men's room, the restroom. <laughs> and that took him two minutes because he, he knew that. Because, oh, well, we don't want to go into that now, do we? And the thing is, so I sent him, I usually sent 
put the offer down in, let's say, eight or 10 pages. And I, I wrote 25 pages and, and an email over to him because I knew he's going to ask several questions. And then he, I called him up, which he, he didn't uh, call me up. I followed up and I said, okay, have you read my offer? Yes, lots of interesting uh, interesting uh, titles there. Now, where is the real offer? Where, where is the real you know, document? And I said, yeah, I just want to test you and see if I'm on the wrong right track here. So I, put, I stood, sat the whole night, 80, 90 pages I put together. I emailed them over and then I followed him up after a week and he said, do you have more material? With complete stone face, and I, oh God! So I sent him the whole documentation, which was probably three hundred pages. He didn't call me back, and I called him up after two weeks, which is what good salesman should do, you know. And I asked him, "Well, are you ready for the decision? Let's let's have a meeting." And he said, "Interesting, interesting. Do you have more material? Are there more information to to gather?" And I said, "No, there isn't." I have nothing else to offer you now. And he said, well, I can't make up my mind. I need more. So I couldn't close the deal. I couldn't because he needed more, which is a super blue feature, let's call it. Yeah. Somebody sold something to him, probably. <laughs> probably out of desperation when he finally decided. But I've, it's, it's interesting because I'm actually, as you're telling that story, Thomas, I'm thinking about one of my executives. And if he's listening to this, you know exactly who you are. Um, but they get stuck in that just analysis Right. Like, and I know, I know many people listening, they can hear that story and say, yeah, I know someone like that. I'm married to someone like that. I am that person that's constantly like, I need more. I need more. I need more. I need more where, you know, I'm like ready, fire, aim, oh, aim later, fire again. Let's see what happens. Throw it and see if it sticks. But there is something to, we talk about in, in business, uh, two in the box, right? Having that bold, crazy red and that blue working together in whatever you know unison you want because oftentimes the reds can be super crazy and go out and do outlandish things and not be ready for it mm -hmm. yeah have you seen that same kind of i mean we talk about a lot certainly in like software businesses the two in the box formula it kind of lends to i think and thomas correct me if i'm wrong in the book chapter 14 to be exact um you talk about the natural combinations and those that complement each other and then those that are just challenging mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of what you're talking about there. How do they work together? Yes, that's, right. it's, it's a good point. I mean, if you follow the axis, if you go to extroversion, which is uh, red and yellow in a, co in a combo, that's a natural uh, combination, as is uh, the introversion, uh, blue and green. They can identify each other's energies, let's say, yeah. and they can actually mirror themselves in that and find the right attitude. Some, some of them are kind of competitive on the extroverted side and on the introverted side. They are, you know, that's the one who's sitting at any party with a glass of wine and there's a bit to the side, you know, observing, viewing everybody else, dancing on the table, yellow ones. Uh, so th these are the natural ones. You have, you have possible combinations when it comes to task, task orientation over here and, and people orientation down there. The task orientation would be the blue and the red one. Mm -hmm. Usually, uh, hiring CEOs of uh, well, the, the higher up in the hierarchy, or let's say the bigger the corporation, the more the CEO likes to hire red and, 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 and blue because they say at least they're focused on the task, on the mm -hmm. assignment, on the job, not socializing and blah, 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 you know, and what did you 
uh, what about your weekend? I don't care. I don't, don't want to talk about my weekend. Don't ask me about my kids or my family. Don't shut up and work. Work. Blue Blue and red. <laughs> Get us there. However, yes, <laughs> however, the combo blue and red has a huge challenge. One of them is the accelerator and the other one are, is the brakes. Bingo. If you push all the, the pedals brakes. when you, you drive home, if you push all the pedals at the same time, it's going to be a strange kind of drive, you know. And that is the challenge because there's the sense of, of pace of, of, are we in a hurry? The blues, they have all the time in the world, you know. They could cross an ocean because that's fascinating. I might find something there. And the reds, they have lost their patience be before you all even finish the first sentence in the assignment, you know, and you have to deal with that. That's a huge difference. It's easier for the yellow one and the green one because they are more of, a, of, of a, let's say, um, one doesn't like to talk, but is a good listener. The other one can't listen to anything, basically, and is a good talker, let's say. So they kind of uh, complement each other really well. But when it comes to blues and reds, and the, the blues will never take the red one serious because you know you don't you don't know what you're talking about. Right. You're just up there, you know, ooh, you know, shouting, yelling. I don't care. I don't care because they don't they don't care. They don't care actually. Let's. You can raise let's... your voice. You can say we're in a hurry. We we're closing a deadline. I don't know. I didn't put the deadline there. I'm doing. I'm working with quality here. You know. Right. Is that deadline even accurate? Like who picked that? Perhaps. Let's let's put a bow on this because I want to actually talk about the new. I want to talk about the new book, but but leave us with this thought before we switch gears. Um, for both of you, is there a single question or set of questions that I could ask that would quickly determine it, or is it best just to use nonverbal cues? Mm. Both. If 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 I, if I Pamela, what do you think? You read the book? I think it's a little of both. Okay. Um, Initially, it's about observation. Mm -hmm. um, but again, as what's mentioned earlier, you can miss the mark mm -hmm. on your observation. Mm -hmm. So then the, not necessarily direct questions like, what's your personality? No. no but no, there's no, no. questions yeah. that you can ask to draw out a conversation. For myself and my experience, there's always keywords like, you know, it's like, well, what do you like to do for fun? Well, I don't really do anything for fun. I automatically cross them out of the red, green or red, yellow. Yeah. Um, so just fact finding questions, I think, kind of helps in listening mm -hmm. to what's being said, which is another form of observation, um, can help reveal the personality of an individual. Cool. Thomas? That's a, that's, that's a, that's a blue way of looking at it. And <laughs> <laughs> when the blues are the best analysis, they, they analyze things. They right. can actually really, they're really good at shutting up and actually do the observation. So uh, that's uh, five points to you, Pamela. Uh, <laughs> not that the points was what you were looking for, because this is about being correct. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for validating how perfect I am. Yes. <laughs> well, um, and, and the, the thing is, the thing is, I mean, when you, when you, you, you can look at body language, you can listen to the choice of words. Mm -hmm. Red say bottom line, deadline, you know, speed up. Yellows talk about uh, mission, vision, you know, imaginary thinking, you know. Greens talk about how is this supposed to be done? 
uh, I hope there is a plan, you know. And the blues usually ask, why? Why do we do this? Mm -hmm. What was the purpose behind? What was the analysis? Could you give me the, 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 the you know, the, let's say, what was the prerequisite put to actually starting this process at all? You know, where, 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 is, where are all the critical data, you know? Why, why, why? Right. The only one, the red, the only thing the red ones is asking is, 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 uh, what, what, what should be done here? Let's do it. Let's see what's going to happen. What could possibly go wrong? And if it goes wrong, well, shit happens. Sorry, Adjust. technical phrase. That's yeah. it. Switch. Adjust. You, 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 you can observe so many things, and, and 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 this is a red body language. This yeah. is the blue body language. This is the yellow one, and the green one is more like, oh, interesting, you know. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Folding mm -hmm. their own arms like this. And of course, these are stereotypes. I get right. that. And everybody who's right. watching this would understand that too. But there are signs and clues. But you have to, as you said, Pavel, you have to observe and you have to take a step backwards and see, okay, what can I learn from what's happening in here? Some people say, this guy at, at, who's actually facing the wall with, with his headphones on, you know, he just sits there. He hardly moves. Stone statue. Nothing to to analyze. Oh, plenty of things to analyze there. I say. Mm, yeah. I love masking. It. Right. <laughs> All right. So let's let's switch gears. Let's talk about the new book. Uh, upsets. Like, did you time that perfectly with what's happening in the world? Where you're like, I know what's going to happen next, and I'm going to write a book about it. Right. Perfect timing. What's the What's the concept? You mean surrounded by. Setbacks. Setbacks. I did it. I did it the other way around. Yes, <laughs> that one. No, no. You, that, that, that was a good cue there. But the, the thing is, the thing is, I okay. I wrote it in Swedish uh, during two, 2019, and I published it here. Okay, this is actually kind of an interesting story. I published it here in late March 2020. Good timing. Mm. Just in the beginning, beginning of you know what? Right. Yes. That thing we don't want to talk about anymore. And people said to me, okay, you're publishing a book about, a book about setbacks and challenges and problems. <laughs> now, okay, well, either you're a genius right. or you're actually the idiot. We, we will see. The jury's out, I would say. <laughs> yeah. But I actually used the book to, I put in there all my experiences. My life has been... Well, it's been a struggle. I'm not complaining because I've learned a lot. I've been through hell and high high water. I, I, I've been through a lot of things who isn't very pleasant, who wasn't very pleasant. I've been chased by media. I've been followed by stalkers. I've been, you know, in car crashes. I almost died. But who hasn't been through these things? Life. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I said life. to myself, okay, you, using my 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 experience and the competence when it comes to personalities, how could because usually when you listen to the gurus like like and there are a lot of super brilliant gurus out there. I mean like like Tony Robbins and that kind of person who says do this, do that, and he's really inspiring. I love him. He's great. However, everybody cannot use the same techniques all the time, which mm -hmm. is kind of my my point of view here. You have to adjust what you're doing in order to, you know, lift yourself up. If you feel, if you're in the ditch, a red person has to do something else than the green person would have to do, which mm -hmm. is kind of the thesis in there. Yeah. But I use my own experiences and say, okay, is it really this hard? I mean, okay, you, lo you dropped your phone in the ocean. Okay, bad news, I get that. But seriously, 
Mm-hmm. If you compare these two, let's say, <coughs> pandemic or lockdown, maybe maybe that wasn't such a big thing. You know, maybe you could buy yeah. a new cell phone. Thomas, I'm seeing a pattern here because you have surrounded by idiots, which to me is speaking to emo- emotional intelligence from a self-awareness perspective. Yeah. Right. And now I'm hearing surrounded by setbacks that's talking about self-regulation and control and how to manage those emotions. Is that accurate? In a way, I would say in a way, we all have the emotions. I mean, the emotion is always correct. If you feel a certain thing, nobody can say you you feel this the wrong way. You can only say maybe we can do something about about how you feel, about your actual Mm -hmm. emotions. Uh, But again, it's all about self-awareness. It's always self-awareness. Why am I reacting like this? When this person enters the room, that's, that's a bully or that's a really really kind individual i feel warm or i feel a little bit like this you know uh could i do something about that when i feel myself stressed out on the bus on my way home and and the kindergarten is calling when are you going to pick your kids up anyway you know they're they're, they're the last kids here as usual your kids always your kids it's never always my kids you know but but you know (laughs) you can do something the world is what it is things will happen to you it's not so much okay here comes a cliche kind of thing but i truly believe in this it's always gonna it's going life is a struggle life will always be kind of a struggle and you never know what you're gonna bump into but you will bump into something that you Mm -hmm. won't be pleased with and you need a strategy to take to help yourself out of the next setback or the next setback or the next one or the next one or you know how many will there be i've had a long long line of them and i I put some of them in the book some of the more interesting ones the worst ones i didn't put in the book because i'm still still dealing with them you know on an intrinsical perspective i would say but uh we we need i mean every time that you have something in front of you that is complicated if you have a strategy, you will reach further unless, instead of just listen to listen to some kind of uh, person who says, "Well, think positively." You know, <laughs> think positive. You know, way is better than thinking negative. Right. For a blue person, you need the negative thoughts also. That's just an example. Right. You need to see, okay, how bad can this get? Actually, okay, these are the worst case scenarios. You need to process this. You can't just think positive because then you have to violate who you are. You should never do that. That's what the book is about. Setbacks, yeah, they will come, but how can you deal with them? Tom is one person, and Pamela is another person. You won't deal with them the same way. It is just the way it is, but that's okay. Find your way. So the book offers plenty of solutions to to that. I'm excited about that. I am book. too. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally more excited. excited about this. Working with the women that I do work with outside of all the wonderful work I do for you, Tom. Yes. Um, we talk about walking in destiny. And walking in destiny is about dealing with your your life, yeah. your design, yeah. and being able to overcome challenges so that you can stand in the center of your joy. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited about that book. Um, another tool I'll have to share with people because I am a fangirl. Yes, you <laughs> Thomas are. Thomas Erickson. So I think that's excellent. That's an awesome, awesome, awesome concept. Yeah, I love it. So Thomas, as we wrap this up, uh, first of all, thank you just for just being you and doing the work that you do. And I think everybody... Uh, Everybody can relate to that last part because we've all dealt with so many setbacks in our lives. And Absolutely. anytime we can provide people insight and tools that that keep them inside of who they are, 
and work through it. I think that's just so much better than, you know, maybe trying a different approach, trying to be super outside of your own sort of personal comfort zone. Yes. If that makes sense. Makes sense to me. I'm actually second guessing that. Also, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that on another podcast. We'll see. But Thomas, as we wrap it up, uh, you mentioned uh, your website and you've got an app. I think everybody should get it. This book we got for every one of our coaches yes. and it's been phenomenal. Now I'm seeing a bunch of our clients starting to read it. Um, you know, the, the concept of this has been around for a long time, but this was a really excellent piece of literature to, to like, it helped me synthesize it and get it and go deeper. Right. So I strongly recommend for all my friends out there listening, let's check out his work, check out the website, take the test and become a little more self-aware um, Thomas, closing thoughts? Uh, no, I think you covered it all. Thank you so much for the invitation. And uh, well, maybe one thing, uh, a book is a book. Mm -hmm. It's uh, based on a theory. You don't have to like the theory. You can still use it because it is what it is, regardless what you think about it. Uh, when we talk about colors and different personality types and so on and so forth, people say, well, I don't like to box in people. Yeah, put people in boxes. I don't like that concept at all. Well, that's totally fine as long as you don't value them differently because it, everybody has their own worth, so to speak, in the society, yes. which is another story. Don't say that color is better than that color because I don't like that. So just be aware so you use it the right possible way because everything can be used the wrong way. So, but, but be careful and, and, and good luck, I would say. That sounded like like the red and blues most. <laughs> Pamela, closing thoughts before we uh, bounce. I have none. I'm just I'm honored to have this moment. Um, thank you, Thomas, for giving us your time and sharing your thoughts about the book. And this is amazing. I I just share with everyone that's listening to read the book and take it at the value that speaks to you. Yeah. Um, it is life changing. Like I said, it brought me here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Love it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much, Thomas. We appreciate you. We'll look forward to seeing you again soon. So we're out. Good podcast. Thank you, guys. All right. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.